Welcome back to the Econ Dev Show. I'm Dane Carlson, and I'm your host. Today, I talk with Cody Mosley. He's the Director of Workforce and Economic Development at Francis Tuttle Technology Center in Oklahoma. I'll see you after the intro. Welcome to the Econ Dev Show. We explore the strategies, ideas, and insights that are driving economic development forward into the future. You'll hear new insights from passionate EDs about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from attraction and retention experts about how to apply actionable strategies inside your EDO. We'll help take your organization, your community, and your career to the next level. Here's your host, Dane Carlson. Cody, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. So I guess let's dive in. What is uh, Francis Tuttle Technology Center? So we are uh, what's known in Oklahoma as a career tech provider um, across the country. It has a couple different names. Uh, I think uh, community college or technical college. Uh, the difference in Oklahoma is that we do have community colleges and uh, the difference in tech centers and community colleges. We as tech centers do not offer two-year degrees. We actually don't offer any degrees. We specialize in certificates and skill development more than anything else. And so uh, we consider ourselves the foundational piece of workforce development. Gotcha. So people don't come to you straight out of high school looking to earn some credits to transfer to a four-year university. They they come there specifically for um, career and technical training. So one interesting thing is we serve everything from high school students in our uh, academies like pre-engineering. We're actually launching a new entrepreneurship academy at our Danforth campus uh, whenever that opens up this August. Uh, so we do serve high school students. My department specifically focuses on uh, the corporate level. And so whether that be upskilling, if you are looking to make a pivot in your career or just add a new skill or customized training for businesses, uh, whether it be Excel, data analytics, we have a longstanding program with uh, our aviation sheet metal. And so we do a lot of customized training for companies as well. Gotcha. Well, that seems like a simpler sort of system. Um, I know in Texas, you know, we have um, community colleges and sometimes it's confusing to understand that the junior college is there to serve not just the students, but the businesses as well. I'd imagine that's probably a little simpler sell for you. We uh, we are, are very proud of the career tech system in Oklahoma. We feel like we are one of the best examples uh, in the country of how to skill up your workforce and uh, really respond to customized needs. Gotcha. So, and you're the director of workforce and economic development there. Yep. Let's let's talk about economic development portion of that. What does that entail? So uh, we do believe we recognize that workforce is a critical factor in economic development. You know, the, the two major factors right now uh, speed the market, you know, uh, how fast can I get a building up and how fast can you fill that building with a workforce who can actually make me profitable. So we feel like we are bringing a, uh, a major component to the table in workforce development, but we are also starting to get more aggressive in attracting uh, new economic development opportunities to our district as well. And so 
uh, the career tech system, uh, Francis Tuttle does receive property tax and ad valorem. And so there is an inherent interest in attracting large providers to our area, uh, not only to uh, provide job opportunities to our students, but again, to kind of pad our budget with the property tax collection. Um, historically, we've done an incredible job as, you know, the workforce development and business retention and expansion side. So we are starting to really advocate and uh, lead economic development uh, in the communities in our district that don't have economic development representation. We do have uh, the northwestern part of Oklahoma City, which is, you know, quickly growing and, and led a lot by the Greater Oklahoma City Chamber. Um, of course, Edmond, Oklahoma is also within our district. And so uh, we love our partners over at Edmond Economic Development Authority. Um, but we also have unincorporated areas like the Deer Creek School District and Crescent and Cashin, who are uh, both rural communities that don't have economic development representation. So we are wanting to, you know, really be their advocates and, and lead the charge for economic development in those communities. Gotcha. So as opposed to many organizations that are sort of making the switch from pure attraction to business retention because of COVID and, and uh, the associated downturns in the economy last year, you're going the other direction. You were doing business retention and now you're going after going out and going after companies. So what does that look like for you? How does, how does that play out? So I am uh, proud to have uh, recently stolen from one of our partners at the Greater Oklahoma City Chamber. Uh, we've stolen Amy Shones from uh, from them. And uh, Amy was uh, in the business development division for the chamber and um, was responsible for, you know, thousands of jobs being created in Oklahoma City. And uh, she led those recruitment efforts. She's now working on our team and we're excited to have her um, yeah, we are. Uh, I feel like we are really kind of with the attraction piece, closing, you know, the closing the gap on our economic development offerings. You know, we've talked about business retention and expansion. We've talked about what we're doing in, in attraction, but we've also got a small business incubator currently known as Launchpad Francis Tuttle, who has done amazing things for several years now. And so we have, um, several different components of a full-blown economic development organization wrapped up within a educational institution. Wow, that's 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 unique and and fantastic. Was this something that came about organically or was this something that maybe someone had an agenda and tried to try to push for this or did this just show up? Yeah, I joined uh, the team at Francis Tuttle in July of 2019. Um, or about three weeks before I started, a new superintendent was named Dr. Michelle Keelan. And so she had been our COO for uh, a number of years and uh, has been inside of Francis Tuttle for, I, I think, 15 years or so, roughly. And um, she really had this vision of impacting economic development in our communities and supporting economic development activities within the communities that don't have representation. And so really starting to um, not only support economic development, but also how do we lead the way? How do we be the cheerleader? How do we be the um, support for companies as they are moving to industry 4.0? And so she really had um, a, a magnificent vision for where to take our team. And so 
she knew kind of what she was looking for. I told her, I said, there's plenty of candidates out there that know everything about the career tech system. Um, I am not one of those. And so I talked about sacred cows. And uh, if you want, you know, someone who's looking to innovate, then then maybe perhaps I'm I'm the candidate. So luckily enough, she uh, that's exactly what she was looking for. And uh, I'm coming up on my two year anniversary with the team uh, in just a few short weeks. Well, fantastic. So how big is the team there? Uh, we have a staff of about 30. We actually have redesigned our team to where we have consultants, program developers, and trainers on the workforce development side. Uh, again, we're adding into the economic development side with the small business team. We've actually dedicated an employer engagement consultant. Um, what was happening was we were hearing a lot of, we want to talk to your students, but they'd be reaching out to our side. Uh, of the house. And so we put that employer engagement person in place to make sure that the communication was staying, you know, and, and that ball didn't get dropped between what the client was looking for and what we were delivering. So um, consultant, program developer, trainer uh, is kind of the model on the workforce development side. Um, there's about 16, um, 16 of, of that uh, job description. And then we have a number of support staff as well. And then of course the economic development side, including the small business incubator. Wow. This is, you know, looking at your LinkedIn and, and seeing your sort of history as you've progressed through your, um, your jobs, you know, right when you got out of college, you were a special projects coordinator for a city. And then you were at another city doing economic development. I think you were the director there. What was that? Guthrie. And yeah. then you went to the Broken Arrow Chamber of Commerce. That's right. And then you were in, uh, let's see, where, oh, Chickasha. Chickasha. Yeah. Is that how you say that? Chickasha, Oklahoma. That's yeah, correct. Oklahoma. And you were the uh, executive director of economic development. So this seems like this is a this is a big move. This was a you know a big change and and sort of a big opportunity for you. Yeah, whenever I saw um, what Francis Tuttle was looking to do, I, I really couldn't pass up on the opportunity. Um, it, during my time in Guthrie, I realized you know the future of economic development is going to be surrounded around talent. Uh, that's really where that conversation is going, and so uh, my I would say my previous background was really focused on that community development capacity building side. Um, but like I said, whenever I got to Fran whenever I saw what Francis Tuttle was looking to do, I knew that this was going to be a really unique opportunity. And so I'm thankful, um, thankful for a really strong team. A lot of them, uh, with, you know, 15 plus years of experience inside of career tech. And a lot of them have also been, uh, very willing to be flexible and understand, Hey, you know what, things might have to change in order for us to make a more significant impact in the future. So um, I would say, you know, we're, we're really looking at industry demands. You know, aerospace is booming inside of Oklahoma right now, especially Oklahoma City with Tinker Air Force Base. And so we're looking at how we align our staff, you know, again, those consultant program developers and trainers based on those industry demands and uh, kind of forecasting what, uh, new jobs are going to be created and aligning our staff to support those new jobs and make sure that uh, we're working with our other regional partners to collaborate as much as possible and make sure that we can deliver expert um, expert caliber, caliber uh, training when necessary. Well, I think that uh, you're in the right place at the right time. 
you know, all over the country, we're having the same sort of problems. Um, Post-COVID, it almost seems like nobody wants to go back to work or people are having a hard time going back to work. And, you know, we're having labor shortages across various industries in uh, um, all over the country. What what do you see there in Oklahoma? Does it look like that as well? Yeah. And so I'll tell you one thing that I'm really proud of, uh, Dr. Keelan and, and certainly Francis Tuttle for being a part of is this regional collaboration. We've recently introduced the Oklahoma City Career Tech Compact. Um, it's, it's a center of excellence uh, compact, essentially, to where we're working with four other schools and, you know, working closely with the Oklahoma, Greater Oklahoma City Chamber as well on how do we solve these workforce development gaps? And, you know, how are we, again, aligning our teams to make sure that we can do expert level delivery whenever we are faced with um, expanding businesses or even the gaps like what we're seeing in hospitality right now. So uh, part of our team is planning a career fair with the Oklahoma City Chamber right now in hospitality. And so uh, you've got really the strength of five different schools coming together and saying, let's work together, let's do this step-by-step and not work in these silos to make sure that if Francis Tuttle can't do something, then maybe our other partners can and that we can leverage those strengths as well. Sure. Do you think that... Uh, wages are going to are rising or are going to be rising because of this sort of scenario. I think companies are going to get a little bit more creative. Um, you know, one thing in hospitality that we've seen, our new CVB director actually just moved uh, in from Atlanta, and uh, one thing that he noted was there's a company who is actually doing daily pay, um, so it's not waiting for two weeks to get a paycheck. You're actually getting. Um, you're actually getting paid for the work that you're doing that day. And so I think that, um, I think one, uh, employees took note of um, employers that were um, taking care of their people during COVID. Um, And I think that they become, they became more of a destination during that time. Uh, And so it's, I think that as you're interviewing, if you're in HR, if you're a hiring manager, one thing that you should probably expect is um, for prospective uh, recruits to to ask you about how did you handle the pandemic? And so what did you do to retain? What did you do to support your team during that time? And so I think that it's it's going to be a very competitive game for for the top notch talent moving forward. It's a very interesting perspective, and I think I, I share that perspective. I think that's labor has sort of moved into the driver's seat. I think, at least for the in the short term here, sort mm. of figuring out how we go from here. Let's talk about. Oh, you earned your certified economic developer um, certification earlier this year. Let's talk about that. that. What was that experience like? And you're laughing. What? Why are you laughing? Um, because I, uh, I I'm laughing because. Uh, I am so thankful to have gone through that and and to have earned it. Um, I had been uh, finished with my coursework for about six years and quite frankly, just terrified of taking the test more than anything else. And I think that there's uh, probably a lot of people that can relate to that. You know, you've heard these uh, horror stories about, um, you know, the, the pass rates and, and those kind of things. And so um, I am very grateful to have passed and, and to have completed it. 
um, I, I finished up the test and I, I text my wife immediately after I closed my laptop and I said, pass or fail, that's the last time I'm going to take it, you know, because it is a lot of time, you know, dedicated towards studying. There were plenty of nights where she fell asleep alone and woke up alone because, you know, it was just late nights, early morning studying while you're also trying to lead a team and, and do your job. And so um, I, I'm, I'm awfully excited to, to have joined that fraternity and, and to have uh, added those credentials to, you know, behind my name. Um, but I don't necessarily think that it made me a better economic, economic developer overnight. Um, but I'm just, uh, I'm glad that I'm glad that it's over with. And I'm glad that um, there's a little bit more credibility to really advocate and to kind of um, evangelize for where I see the future of economic development heading to. Gotcha. How'd you become an economic developer? How did you get into this? And why did it at the beginning? Why did it hold your interest? Why was this something that you wanted to do? Yeah. Uh, so I started as an intern inside of City Moore City Hall uh, during my uh, junior year of college. And so I was working um, working for Moore City Hall about 10, 15 minutes away from where I was going to school. Um, did not get to do a whole lot of direct economic development during that time. I uh, focused mainly, most, uh, mainly on special events, special projects. I did lead uh, CDBG efforts for Moore City Hall for a short period of time, uh, but really saw the work that was being done in economic development and knew, you know, that's an opportunity to make a difference in my community. And um, to, it's it's also a, a really cool opportunity to have this crystal ball. Uh, I know, you know, uh, I know things that are going to happen uh, before they happen. And so that's, uh, that's a really unique opportunity um, to just kind of have that insight and to, to um, really advocate for your community in a different way. And so it kept my interest and, um, shortly after college, um, I, I took on the director of economic development position for the city of Guthrie, um, was very involved in a lot of different things, had a major tourism event. We hosted Mumford and Sons, their Gentleman of the Road Festival, um, about the one year anniversary of my time there. And so for my first year, it was very heavily involved planning that event. Um, then I got an opportunity to be a part of the historic preservation conversation and the planning commission work. And so, um, really excited and thankful for my time there. Um, and was really looking for a, a new opportunity, uh, after a few years to, to move to a, a bigger market. And so I've just really fallen in love with, uh, the work that we do, um, throughout my career. And, uh, again, now to be focused on, the workforce development. This is this is really where I wanted to tailor my career for a long time now, and so I think that this will be this is a much longer stop for me. I think at Francis Tuttle. Sure, I can appreciate that. So, do you have any any secrets of you know what it for economic develop in economic development? There's a there's a lot that that we do on a on a day to day basis, um, but it seems like everybody has this sort of like go-to, they have something that is their secret, their go-to that they, you know, a technique, a strategy, a tool that they sort of 
have that maybe not everybody else knows about or maybe not everybody else uses? Is there something like that for you? I think what I have found most successful is surround yourself with great partners. And so there are going to be a number of times where you don't have the answer to something. And as long as you have the relationships built to where you know that you can get back with a client really quickly, um, sometimes those relationships end up meaning that you hire, you know, them on as a part of your team. And um, the people that you are working alongside at a regional at a regional capacity, um, they do become friends and, and colleagues. And so um, just being able to lean on their expertise anytime that you're able to um, not only lean on that expertise, but also provide an answer to your customer and to your client, I think that that's really beneficial. I think what, um, you know, some lack confidence in is the public sector side to be able to deliver, right? And so, uh, I think making sure that your network is really strong and you are following up. I think that that is a um, a key driver in just you know continuing to uh, build other uh, advocates for you and and you know to have those testimonials saying yeah Oklahoma City did it and Oklahoma City delivered. Um, that's that's ultimately the goal. That's good advice. You can't do it alone. Yeah, if you sit there in your office all by yourself all day long, um, it doesn't matter how good you are. It's not you're not going to be successful. That's yeah. right. Good. Um, well, Cody, when you're not working, what are you doing? What's you know what what occupies your the rest of your time? So I have two little girls, and they occupy a hundred percent of the rest of the time. Uh, my wife and I are uh, foster parents as well, so our youngest is actually. Uh, with us in foster care right now. And we just uh, really have a, a a love for for that mission and to um, to just, I mean, loving our kiddos and, and you know, give them uh, incredible opportunities that, you know, we didn't take advantage of growing up. And so uh, my wife was in D.C. last week, and that meant that I got to be a single dad for about four days. And um Man, it was exhausting and it was it was terrifying to be quite frankly, uh, to be quite honest. Um, so I mean, just really getting an opportunity to appreciate that and and hopefully them not grow up um, as fast as what they have been uh, so far. Yeah, I can appreciate that. I have three three sons three now. Sons. They're they're twelve, fifteen, and eighteen, but. Um, when they were when they were younger, maybe a decade ago or so, we we did uh, some fostering for a little while. That was uh, that was quite a challenge, and I applaud you, uh, you for doing that. We had a, we had a little boy and a little girl, and and honestly, that was one of the most difficult you know months of our, my life, and I think my <laughs> wife's life. It was it, it threw everything you know it it sort of turned everything upside down, and um, it was a real challenge, but it was a real blessing to yeah. to to bring some stability to their life um so i can appreciate that so um just there there's not a whole lot of spare time quite frankly totally understand totally understand well cody you've been a great guest today i appreciate um you jumping on this call with me um i appreciate you talking to you know all of our listeners out there uh is there anything else you know in conclusion you'd like to say 
No, I, I think we did talk about BRNA and kind of the focus of that uh, post COVID. And I do think that that's going to be, you know, the, the fruit of a lot of labor um, moving forward. And so I don't know. Um, it does seem like deal flow has kind of opened back up um, and we're, we're all staying pretty busy on that. But um, I just think that there's so many opportunities locally to, you know, to see that organic growth from within your community. And so I uh, just encourage everyone to, you know, advocate that for, uh, for their local communities and um, just uh, support, support the people that have already invested in your community. Don't forget about them and, and really try to figure out how to work with your educational providers to make sure that they have the right talent. Excellent advice. Well, thank you, Cody. Um, Good to talk to you. Yeah. Take care. You've been listening to the Econ Dev Show with Dane Carlson. If you're an economic developer who never stops learning, for more expert strategies, fresh insights, and new ideas to take your career, organization, and your community to the next level, visit us on the web at econdevshow.com. 